This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. All right, so today we're discussing something that um, we were kind of talking offline has been historically a little bit, I don't want to say toxic, but something that government hasn't touched very much, and that's atheism. And when we talk about the foundational elements of our nation and a freedom of religion and freedom of expression, atheism fits that category or each of those categories just like any organized religion, just like an agnostic person. And coming up on May 4th will be a day of reason in which Rhode Island Atheists, which is in capital letters, RIA, uh, a newly formed group are seeking a proclamation from Governor McKee. So with that being said, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out anytime you have anything uh, in this broad lane. You know that there's going to be some kind of extremist uh, pushback. But the question is, does the governor care about that extremist pushback and will he honor Uh, the wishes of this group. So we're joined by John Murtis, who is one member of this new group this morning. And well, thanks for hopping on the show. Good morning. Um, Yes, the Rhode Island Aces group is a reboot of a group that was very much um, in, had a very big presence, you know, started maybe 20 years ago. And one of the things that's cause a re- reboot is exactly there's people interested in getting our message out to the you know community of who atheists are so being kind of an academic being kind of coming from an academic background first i, I really do want to kind of define what atheism mm-hmm. is because i think people often don't quite grasp what it is um when you look at the dictionary definition, it's just a person who disbelieves or lacks the belief in the existence of God or gods. Now, unfortunately, that's way too broad for what people really think atheists are, you know, because that includes, like, for example, Buddhists. Buddhists have no concept of God. They have a concept of a supernatural. But but people wouldn't really call Buddhists atheists. Babies, you know, have absolutely no concept right. of God. Technically, they're atheists. And there's a lot of people called that sometimes are called nuns, but really are considered unaffiliated, who just really don't care about religion. You know, but that's not what atheists mean to most people. So in general, those people have something, you know, people define it as that as an implicit atheist. An explicit atheist is somebody who has actually thought about God and decided there isn't reasons to really believe in him or not, or, you know, or they actually disbelieve in him. There's really two groups. Those are called explicit atheists. Now, everybody in the Rhode Island Atheist Society is an explicit atheist. And that's what I think most people think of when they think of atheists. They think of people who are that. Now, you know, there's a whole lot of, I don't know, disbelief in, you know, that atheists are somehow amoral, they don't have any morals, etc. But in fact, one of the things about us is because we don't believe in God, we don't believe in an, ex- an afterlife, we don't believe, we believe that 
you know, life is very sacred. You know, we have one life and we have to make sure we protect it. And we also don't believe in the fact that, well, you can suffer here in the past, you know, suffer now and you get rewarded in the future. So, you know, don't make waves, you know, don't do these things. We have, we believe there's one life and that we really need to make sure that um, we basically live it the best way. Now, the other thing that I want to say is we are not anti-religion. We are actually pro-religion in the sense that whatever people want to practice within the, law, the, the boundaries of the laws of the United States is a perfectly, they're fine to do it, et cetera. But they're not, you know, the classic, but they're not good at, they, what they should not do is tell us how we should practice because of their religious beliefs. This is a classic thing always comes in. So this is a foundation that the Rhode Island Atheist Society has, you know, started. Okay. No, that's a, that's a perfect and summary right there. Absolutely. Yeah. So what we're asking for is a while back, um, I forget which government it is now, uh, did uh, proclaim a day of reason. I would guess it would be Governor Chafee would be, you know. It was Chafee, right. He declared a day of reason. And, you know, we realized that along with these day, days of prayer, um, we should get our message across that there's a lot of people out there who, you know, don't follow a religious tradition and that, and believe that science is a good way to deal with our society, you know, and that we should look at stuff rationally, you know. And so that's that's basically what our goal is. We're joined. Oh, pardon me, please. No, no. Yeah, I was going to say we're also joined by Brian Cardoza, Cardoza, who is uh, an assistant director of this group. Brian, um, I think you're on mute right now, but if, uh, if you know your take on the day of reason coming up on May 4th, why should Governor McKee sign a proclamation for that day? Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. So I think it would give people a chance to, um, to realize that there are people out there that are rational thinkers and, um, kind of promote it a little bit more. Um, the thing was when I was younger and just, um, I was a non-believer. I had no idea that there was a movement, no idea whatsoever. Um, that was actually kind of, uh, refreshing, I guess, for lack of a better term, that there was people who thought like I did and who didn't believe. So I think just promoting that and, and letting people know that it's okay to not believe. You don't have to hate religion as, as Bo was saying, you, you don't have to do that. You just reason is there. Would you, you know, would you say that it's, that? that it, then in the context of organized religion or ag an agnostic person, do you, in your view, is that an unreasonable viewpoint? Not necessarily. So it's unreasonable for me. I, I respect other people's beliefs. I, you know, as Bo was saying, I'm not anti-religious. I believe that there should be 
a religion, but there should be a freedom of religion. And what I think we do is help with the freedom from religion. You know, um, if we had a theocracy, it would it would just be one. You know, so all voices matter, all beliefs matter. You know, and disbeliefs, if you will. Mm, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're definitely entering into a time here where there's a renewed push for what people call Judeo-Christian values or, you know, a, 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 a an attempt to assign Christianity to the basis of the Constitution. I mean, we see a lot of yeah, this right now, yeah. and people try to infer that the culture war things, whether it be people's identity from a gender standpoint or uh, really any number of issues that kind of fit into the culture war shoe— come back to a decaying of Christian values of these sorts of, um, you know, the moral high ground, so to speak. Uh, I guess yeah. I'll ask each of you, what's your message to those folks out there that, that might hear this and say, these people are part of the reason that the United States is in decline? <laughs> um, do you want to go first, Bill? <laughs> you no. Know, my point is that when you look at where the morals come from, let, let me give you an example. This is a little uh, complex. It turns out that when asked about what's important for a leader, the evangel, white evangel community and the black ones basically said that 60% 97% of them said it was very important to have a moral leader. Very important. A couple of years into Trump's election campaign, the black uh, evangelical community did the same, but the white evangelical community dropped that to 67%. Mm. That means that their morals changed to meet their standards which was they wanted a person in power. The Bible didn't change. Now, this is a, obviously a complex situation, but when the point is, is that I can give thousands of examples where morality does not come from the Bible. Plus, I've almost often wondered, why do they want the Ten Commandments in school? That's Old Testament. Why, why not the Beatitudes? Why aren't we saying, why, why aren't they pushing for that? You know, the, again, it's a question of power and that's it. Okay. That's, that's my, yeah. my comment. I, um, I would say our morality, I think is a, an evolutionary benefit for us. I think that we are a social species. Um, being nice to each other is beneficial to us. You know, we can't live in a world, you know, we wouldn't be where we are right now if we were mean to each other or we just killed each other or we were just horrible to each other. You know, there has to be a standard. And I understand where the church is kind of wanting to to base morality in their teachings. Every religion has that, though. They want to be the arbiter of morality. Um I, I oppose that. I think um, we have 
we have different groups as humanist groups, atheist groups that all do public outreach. You know, I, um, I do things for the community. I try, I try to help other people. And sometimes it's in direct conflict with a religion, with a religious, um, uh, I'm trying to say, uh, way of thinking maybe, um, we go into the abortion, uh, race, um, how, uh, how, you know, state funds get spent, you know, are they going to help homeless people or are they going to, you know, um, give tax breaks, you know? Right. Yeah. I think, it's, I think that's a huge piece of it as well as looking at the infrastructure of religion, organized religion and, and tax breaks. And, you know, there's a decline. I don't have any numbers in front of me, but there's a certain decline in terms of attendance. You see a consolidation of churches and, you know, it, it's, it seems like it is certainly shifting yet the, you know, there's, there's still significant tax breaks and there's a position given to religious institutions, at least select ones uh, that almost is, it seems like they're immune to the conventional norms of how we assess yeah. societies, uh, organizations, and people. And and you wonder yeah. how much longer that will last. Will it be another 100, 200 years? It, it's hard to imagine it getting getting a reboot at this stage. It it If I could just cut in real quick. Please. So religions for the, uh, for the Southern Baptists and a lot of the uh, – the Southern religious uh, churches and whatnot. So they have a day where they were deliberately promoting um, candidates, political candidates, and kind of throwing it in the IRS's face. You know, that's it. Almost bullying the government to the point where, like, just, you know, come and get us. You know, what are you going to do? I, I just – and I see more of that nowadays. You know, you have candidates. There was – in our state. You, um, there were candidates out that were running for governor that were uh, stumping in churches, you know, on on Sundays. You know, that's just a direct violation. It just seems like they don't care, and it's you know, it's it's kind of one of those things that they will put up with it. People will put up with it. I I, I want to put a stop to that. You know, it's not fair. You know, this yeah. this power is being consolidated. And especially when you have, you know, as an atheist, people have often asked me, like, where do you get your morality from? You know, why aren't you out uh, raping and killing? You know, I don't have something, but I hold myself accountable. I don't, you know, and and I don't understand why it's hard for anybody else to do that. Yeah, well said. Um, I, and I think that that's really critical, no matter what your beliefs are, is to know that, you know, there's a human morality, there's a human instinct that is much higher yeah. and, and more more universal than... Yeah, than, it's more important. And more important than any particular religious, um, you know, directed morality. It's it's almost yeah. like yeah. we we have feelings and, and understandings and instincts that, that supersede all of that. Um, we only have a couple of minutes here. I just want to make sure people okay. can figure out where they can they can connect with you and and how they can get involved if they'd like on May fourth. Uh, RhodeIslandAtheist.com. We have a Facebook group for Rhode Island Atheists. You can uh, you can talk to us directly. We have um, come into the Facebook group if you want. Come down on May fourth. You know, for a night of reason. See where we're uh, projecting some stuff onto the state house. You know, trying to make our voices heard. 
Amazing. Um, any other uh, words of wisdom here as we head out? Trying to save the world from superstitious self-destruction, I guess, is <laughs> is is my sideline, you know? Well, the words are that we've always had this sort of religious, secular tension in the United States, and that's actually good. And we just have to make sure that one, you know, the religious side does not become the dominant yeah. side over the secular side. I'm always for tension because I think that brings out the best in everybody and not against for, you know, one side becoming dominant. Mm. And accountability. Accountability, right. <laughs>